0: Welcome to Great Companies, Great Leaders. I'm your host, Christine Gannon. I'm the founder of Brightworks Consulting. And every week we take a few moments to interview key thought leaders across different industries to learn about their perspectives on leadership and what makes a leader and a company great. And this week we are so honored to spend time with Dr. Amanda King. She's the Vice President of Software Services at Axon. So a little bit about Axon before we get into our interview. Axon is a technology leader in global public safety, designing technology to change the world, and specifically, Axon is building the public safety operating system of the future by integrating a suite of hardware devices and cloud software solutions that lead modern policing. The Axon suite includes Taser, which I love, energy devices, body-worn cameras, in-car cameras, cloud-hosted digital evidence management solutions, productivity software, and real-time operations capabilities. And we're going to break all that down. Axon's growing global customer base includes first responders, federal, state, and local law enforcement, fire corrections, and emergency medical services, and more. Axon has a moonshot goal to cut gun related deaths between police and the public by 50% before 2033. And I'm hoping it's sooner than that, as I'm sure you are too, Amanda. They're, They're convening a coalition of industry, law enforcement and community organizations to assist. Behind Axon's mission is an exceptional group of sharp, adaptable and unstoppable team members located both here in Arizona and in 12 nations. And worth noting, Axon has received numerous local and national awards with the most recent award being one of Arizona's most admired companies. And on a national level, Axon received the Great Place to Work certification, where 87% of employees say that Axon is a great place to work. And I had the pleasure of taking a tour a few weeks ago with your colleague, Matt Caldwell, and what a phenomenal office in Scottsdale. Just amazing. And I know you're building a new one, and I can't wait to see that, but it was pretty impressive. It is unique, as unique as we are as a company. It's fantastic. Yes. Dr. Amanda King served in the U.S. Army, the 101st Airborne Division Air Assault, in the early 2000s. She deployed to Operation Iraqi Freedom from 2005 to 2006, and then again as a civilian contractor from 2009 to 2010. She spent 17 years in the aerospace and defense industry, transitioning two years ago to public safety technology as the VP of software services at Axon. In her free time, Amanda enjoys serving the veteran and law enforcement communities, doing STEM activities with her two boys, spending time with her husband, who she calls Captain America, as he's a master gunnery sergeant in the Marine Corps Reserve for 30 years. Wow. And protects our community as an Arizona Highway Patrol officer. Amanda, welcome. We're so honored to have you here. Thank you, Christine. It is truly
1: a pleasure to be here with you today.
0: So, Amanda and I actually have a history together because she and I sat on the Arizona Corporate Council for Veteran Careers when it very first started. So it's good to be back together with you.
1: It is. Yeah. Thank you so much.
0: Let's talk a little bit about your role as a leader. Where did you start once you uh, became a veteran? Where did you start? And now that you're at Axon, how how has your career shifted and changed?
1: Um, that's a great question. I started um, after the military, um, you know, working actually for a very short stint in the elevator industry. Um, great organization, but I recognized that it was hard for me to wake up in the mornings and really get motivated about the mission. And and I got a, a call one day from an aerospace company and they said, hey, would you like to go back to Iraq? So I said, sure, that sounds great. I was also living in Chicago and then the next winter was coming and I'm not sure I'm cut out for Chicago winters, so um, so I packed up my bags and I went off with this this uh, aerospace and defense company and spent a few more years as a civilian contractor in the Middle East um, supporting the uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom efforts. And so it was really great, I think, um, transition out of the military. And I led, you know, for, I was an individual contributor for a while, and then I led a large team, and and it really helped me understand, um, you know, kind of who I wanted to be as a leader outside of the uniform. And so I started to kind of form and frame what that meant to me. And then I was able to move back to Arizona with that same company and spent, um, you know, several years here in Arizona and in a variety of different roles and, and leading different sizes and types of teams. And, um, you know, and I was able to to really kind of find that, you know, who who am I every day when I wake up uh, as a leader, whether it's is an individual one-on-one, whether it's leading people that maybe I don't even officially lead, whether it's leading myself through some precarious situations or leading large teams in a really structured environment. Um, And then Axon called one day out of the blue. And as you noted, my my sweet Captain America husband, uh, one of his uniforms is as a police officer. And so they gave me this opportunity to, you know, potentially Uh, help serve these incredible missions that Axon has. And it was just something that I couldn't pass up. And I said, yes, I don't know what you want me to do, but I'm in. Let's talk (laughs) about the job. So that's kind of what led me here to Axon and with this extraordinary team that I now get to lead here.
0: Well, they are fortunate to have you. I know you're a tremendous leader and you bring such high levels of integrity and compassion with you. So they're fortunate. They're fortunate crew to have you. Thank you, Christine. So Dr. Amanda, Amanda, let's talk about Amanda. Dr. King just sounds weird. Okay. Okay. So Axon's current charge, when we talk about the mission of Axon, how does that complement the journey that you're on in terms of the moonshot? I mean, that's a pretty big goal. And again, I'm hoping it's before 2033, but that's a pretty big goal. That's right. It's a, It's almost a
1: goal that you think, how possibly could we get there, but um, but how possibly could we have imagined getting to the moon in the 60s? Right. years? Uh, and, and so I do equate, I love that we call it the moonshot because I really equate it to that. And when I joined Axon two years ago, uh, our mission was and is uh, really founded in three core areas. So we protect life. And that is the number one thing that we think about every day. Um, I I jokingly tell people sometimes that I'm convinced Netflix is going to have like a a mini series about our little cult culture here because we just obsess over protecting life. Um, the the second pillar of our mission has always been to preserve truth and and that's something that I think we've seen and we've seen society shift and have a new expectation to see you know imagery and footage of things that are happening. And so, uh, you know, preserving the truth has become important, not only to communities, but certainly to law enforcement agencies as well. And and so I think um, that pillar has become absolutely foundational. And, and then the third pillar is accelerating justice. And, you know, I think anyone who's had any sort of insight into our criminal justice system knows that there are plenty of opportunities to accelerate things, to be more efficient. And, you know, with with now, you know many, many agencies facing a shortage in staffing, we're able to create these efficiencies that allow the, the police officers that they have to be more efficient in what they do and get out there in the communities and protect the communities that they're out there to protect. So when you think about those three pillars, to protect life, to preserve truth, to accelerate justice, and then you layer on this unbelievable moonshot, which is where we are going to cut deaths uh, between the, the police and the community, uh, from officer involved shootings by
0: 50% 50%. I know it's, it's fantastic. fantastic
1: It is just unbelievable. And it and, and it <clears throat> takes all three of those pillars it does and an entire community around it to achieve that. And so um yeah, so when we think about the mission that we have and and what that means at least to me personally, I mean, there's nothing that could resonate more with what I want to do with my life and You know, having joined the Army, you know, fresh out of college as a young lieutenant, um, having gone through ROTC and, you know, really being in a unique wartime environment where all we really wanted to do was to protect the lives of the people around us and in the communities that we supported. um, It is just so neat to be able to carry that through into my career today.
0: Absolutely. And the mission Coupled with the people like yourself at Axon, you're leaving a legacy, right? This is legacy leaving activity. It really is in terms of changing the way society functions and um, reducing—I don't even—I mean, reducing obviously the incidents between the public and police officers. But it's just such—I can't wait to see you get there. I have a feeling it'll be before 2033. So, we're people listening to this podcast and they're thinking, I want to be a part of this team. I want to be a part of this legacy that you're leaving. And I want to be a part of this mission. What, what types of careers are available? What are you hiring for right now? Yeah, another great question. Uh, We have a lot of opportunities
1: that we are hiring for um, now and into the future. We've grown a lot over the last couple of years, um, certainly significant growth since I've been here. And, you know, you you might have skill sets in manufacturing or supply chain, maybe in quality. You might have um, skill sets with engineering, and whether that's mechanical or robotics, embedded software, or um, you know, cloud-based software engineering, all of those things are on the table. We have lots of customer-facing roles, whether it be in sales or customer success, you know, where they're helping customers through their journey. Um, regardless of the product, it might be something with program management, where we have these long, complex, I call them the 300 ring circus, you know, programs and the program manager gets to be the ringleader and and people who can be these, these trusted advisors who are really business analysts embedded with, you know, understanding workflows of different agencies and how do they, you know, derive the best outcome and configurations of some of our software tools. It might be as a subject matter expert in certain areas. Mm. The opportunities are just so broad that whatever your skill set is, whatever your background is, whether it comes from the law enforcement industry or from some other industry, um, I can assure you there are opportunities. I mean, just on my team alone, we have people that come from, uh, I have a lot of folks that come out of the military or out of law enforcement. And then a lot of folks that come out of different uh, industries that you would never associate. I mean, have someone that just came to us from doing catering, but she worked in this technology piece and she kind of like created this, this sort of technology niche for herself. And it was a great translation. Wow. That's fantastic. So people shouldn't hesitate, right? Absolutely not. They If, if they feel like they want to be a part of a mission that is so incredibly big, right? Just something bigger than yourself and something that is going to be a legacy. Uh, this is the time to join. There's no better time in my opinion than to join Axon right now.
0: Absolutely. So we'll put the link in the comments to make sure that people that are interested can can jump there and see what's available and apply. Tell us a little bit of, about what it's like working there. What's it like to work at Axon? You talked about the Net, Netflix docuseries, <laughs> which I would love to see, honestly. Um, but what is it like to work there? Uh, it is
1: unlike any corporate environment I've ever been in. I'll actually back up a little bit. Um, when when I was in the Army a few years ago, <laughs> a few more than a few years ago, uh, one of the things that I loved so much about serving in the Army was that every day we woke up with this common goal, this, this common mission that we were going to come together and do, regardless of our backgrounds, regardless of our jobs. We had this this common thing that we were working towards. And it was a really neat feeling to to know that you were a part of something so much bigger than yourself. And and I loved that. I just loved that about the army. And when I got out and I went to the, the, you know, more corporate civilian side of the house, it was hard to find that. And what I found in a lot of places was that there were pockets of people that had a common goal. And, and we could work in those pockets together toward this common goal. But, you know, as a as a company, there were a lot of these sort of individual goals that people had. And that's not a bad thing. It's just different. It was different than what I was accustomed to. Um, it, when I came to Axon a couple of years ago, it was almost immediately clear to me that no matter what your why is, everybody's waking up with this common goal. And we all wake up. Everyone can get behind protecting life. Everyone can get behind, you know, reducing deaths related to officer-involved shootings. And that's bullets flying in all directions. We can all get behind that. And so everybody wakes up every day, no matter what their job is, whether they're, you know, on the R&D side, on the customer side, on the manufacturing side. And we know that we directly and specifically contribute to that. And it's such a different feeling, Christine. It's so different than anything I've ever seen in the corporate side. And I just love it. Because it brings me back to that, why did I love the Army so much? And why did I love getting up and being with this group of people with different backgrounds and different, you know, different whys for themselves of why they joined and why they were serving. And we were all in this together. So it is a very unique culture in that regard. And then you couple that with this other piece that I think is um, so fascinating. And so I've spent the last two years really trying to dissect and understand it. And I've broken it down to three things. So, these are the, the three pillars of the stool for the culture it acts on, aside from waking up with this amazing common goal. And that is trust, respect, and empowerment. Yes. And we what I've learned is that we respect the people and their backgrounds and whatever they're bringing to the table. We respect that. And so, when they come into the role, they feel respected in that role. And so, that builds that trust bond faster, right? And so, there's this trust between employee and, and manager or employee and team and and colleagues because they feel respected. And so when you feel respected, then you build this trust bond. When that trust bond is there and people know that they're respected and they're trusted and then they trust you, that's where people start to feel empowered. And when they feel empowered, then they go and do and they do these incredible things. And we're definitely more on the um ask for forgiveness not permission side of the house as a culture. Right. And it's great because we want people to have ideas of how we can do things better, how we can solve these incredible problem statements in a different way. And, and so we have this really cool, you know, stool with the three pillars of trust, respect, and empowerment that I think goes broadly across all the organizations. And that to me is the secret sauce. And that is top down. That starts with Rick Smith. He really started that. I don't know that he framed it in his mind that way when he built this company and this culture, but that's what it is. And to me, it is again, something just so unique and wonderful to wake up and know that every day you're respected and trusted and empowered, regardless of your role in the organization.
0: Right. So a couple things I wanted to pull out of what you said, all of what you said was just so important. Last week, I had an opportunity uh, to attend 150th year anniversary of the International Association of Fire Chiefs. So first responders and uh, part of my charge was to present at the diversity breakfast and share with them how they're already integrating diversity, equity and inclusion into their culture without even realizing it. So when I listen to you, I feel I feel very similar because when you talk about respect and building trust amongst a very diverse population, right? You said it. People are coming from different backgrounds. People have different experiences. People have different career histories or education. You talked about the woman who was in catering, but she had developed this technology niche for herself. And it is in, embedded in your culture that diversity, equity, and inclusion is respected and appreciated, but it's built upon respect. And so a lot of times people, they get fatigued when they hear DE&I. And when I listen to you, I'm reminded that, honestly, a lot of organizations are integrating. We have a ways to go. I'm not discounting that. Mm -hmm. But your culture has figured out how to integrate a lot of the principles into the day-to-day activities by using that foundation of respect. And so I commend you. And I can't wait for a a docu-series, honestly. I think we need to.
1: (laughs) Uh, I can't wait for it either. And we really do. I mean, we, we walk the walk with diversity and inclusion and I agree I think it can feel exhausting sometimes when you hear these you know rhetoric you don't see you just don't see or you don't feel you know the the outcome of that but you know we've got six incredible affinity groups we've hired a vice president now for diversity and inclusion a lot of people don't have someone at that level at that executive level to really focus on that and um, it is uh it is as important to us as anything else because if people can come bringing their whole selves And they feel comfortable and respected and trusted in that environment. And it is, I mean, they will thrive. It's amazing to watch them thrive and they can have all different backgrounds, which goes back to the like common mission. Yes. From any diverse background that you could possibly imagine, but we're all going to wake up
0: at the same goal in the morning and we're going to work together in a really cool way to get there. Which is so exciting. So exciting. So if someone's interested, Amanda, what should they do first? How, how should they connect it? How can they connect to it? Well, certainly they could go to our
1: website, axon.com, and they can go to our jobs page. Um, I encourage people to go you know, look at the opportunities that we have and, and see where we've got things that fall into an area of their comfort or if they want to stretch themselves and try something new and different. We we do like taking big bets sometimes on people. It's a lot of fun to watch. But I also encourage people to go you know, do their homework on the company because one thing that I've learned is that if you – if you don't align with the values and the culture of a company, then it doesn't matter how great the company is or the individual is. They're just not going to mesh together. So go really look into it um, and, and and make sure that it aligns. And then, I, you know, I think there's some great videos. You can go on YouTube and look for Axon The Ride. We've got this like mini series that we created and it really gives you a sense of the culture and what it's like in our organization. And and then certainly go look up the moonshot because the moonshot is um, the most significant thing that we will do as a company. So go go check those things out. And then if those all align, then, you know, go apply for some jobs and see what's out there. And don't be afraid if you don't get the first one that you apply for. Just keep trying.
0: Right. Absolutely. Especially if the mission aligns with your values, right? If you're aligned so deeply with the values of Axon, I love what you said. Keep trying, right? Keep trying, keep reaching out that right position, you know, will be there. So before we close, Amanda, who is your hero? Oh, my hero. Well, I can tell you exactly who
1: that is. His name is Jeffrey P. Kelly. He was, at the time, my lieutenant colonel, my battalion commander. Uh, He retired as a colonel, so I'll call him Colonel Jeffrey P. Kelly. And he is my forever hero. Um, And I feel like there's a lot. I could probably say mom and dad. They're amazing. I have the best parents. And a lot of other people I could say are my heroes, my Captain America husband. But the reason Jeffrey P. Kelly, I feel like I must have to say his full name, the reason Jeff is my hero is because he taught me at this young, informative Age as a as a brand new second lieutenant, green as a dollar bill, um, in wartime army and in the middle of Iraq, what it meant to actually be a leader, mm. well, and what that meant wasn't about knowing the best strategies. I mean, it helped. You should know how to fight a war. That certainly is helpful. Right. But but it was it was more about the people. And if you take care of the people, then everything else is going to fall into place. And he showed that in really neat ways. A super fast example. Uh, right before we were deploying, he knew everybody by first name, which was like really impressive for the army. He had roughly 450 people in his unit. Wow. Um, and, and he made it a point to know their their first name, which I thought was really impressive. Um, in addition, he tried to understand things about their family dynamics. And he overheard a conversation that he wasn't a part of, but it was somewhere within earshot about um, a sergeant that we had whose wife had some medical issues and the hospital. At Fort Campbell wasn't able to accommodate her needs, and it was you know pretty serious. And this individual uh, was supposed to deploy with us within a matter of just a few weeks, and so he made a phone call to Walter Reed Army Medical Center, had her on an airplane like within two days, and she got all the medical care she needed. And it was um and it was kind of a timing thing too. Timing was a little bit dicey for her, so um you know he just took that extra step that he didn't have to do. And, and he did it because he knew that one, that soldier was going to be incredibly distracted if he was at war and didn't know if his wife was going to make it or not. Mm. There's no way he was going to have his head in the game. And then if he's distracted, he also knows that teams operate to the the weakest link. And he didn't mm. want this guy to become the weakest link to a point where it was going to put other people at risk. And so he had to take care of the people that were going to be on his left and his right. Mm -hmm. And so as long as his head was in the game, he knew he was going to be able to do that and do his part of that mission really well. And so what happened was he had a great, a great deployment, a great tour. His wife was taking care of. She was okay. And that was just one small example. I have hundreds of examples that I saw over my time with him, serving under him of that. And that made me realize that, you know, people first, I mean, the mission's going to happen if you take care of the people first. And so he is my lifetime
0: hero for that. That's fantastic. Oh my goodness, I hope he writes a book. It would be phenomenal. I actually was starting to write a book about him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, might, I might publish it one of these days. I'm encouraging you to do so because we can never read enough books. Honestly, I don't feel on leadership because it takes all different forms depending on the environment that you're in and what the call and the charges, right? And so I'm going to encourage you to do that. but. Dr. Amanda King, thank you so much for being with us today, for sharing about Axon, the mission, your leadership journey, and all the amazing careers that are available. And we'll have the links below in the comment section for people to connect, but just really appreciate you being with us today. Christine, the pleasure was mine. Thank you so much. Brightworks Consulting hosts this podcast and YouTube channel to spotlight the leadership around the world that is changing lives. Brightworks offers a myriad of consulting services in the public and private sector to include diversity, equity, and inclusion solutions for any size company. You can find us at www.brightworksconsulting.com. We're honored to have Best Companies AZ as a presenting sponsor for this podcast. Best Companies AZ is your number one source for regional employer branding. You can find them at www bestcompaniesaz.com